Top Shelf Fantasy. All right. Fantasy Football Finals Week. Week 17. Podcast 236. Start over again. 236. Uh, December 28th, 2022. Again, the finals week. Um, topshelffantasy.com. Get some articles up there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TopshelfFNTSY. Me, Dows, Craig. How's it going, guys? Craig, I know you're in a big, I think, $2,000 pot for first seed for championship. Oh, and, I'm um, going to lose, so. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll get to that when we get to injuries because the first couple are, are pretty much all yours. But yeah, I mean, Derek Henry off the bat we'll just talk about that yeah let's talk let's talk about let's talk about how (laughs) freaking stupid it is what the rb3 in fantasy the last wait you you wanted him to play i did i did i wanted him to play and this is all i heard all week long was from reporters not saying like oh his hip injury is bad like they're like oh it's a minor hip injury but they're sitting him because the win or loss does not matter against the cowboys but the win against Jaguars in Week 18 is extremely important for them to make the playoffs. That's so they're yeah. saving they're saving him for Week 18. I'm like, when have you ever heard someone sit the week before the last week of the season to play the week of the the, the last week of the season? Like this you is also say uh, never. part of fucking 18 weeks now in in, in uh, the NFL. You also magically have Josh Jacobs. Uh, coming off the, his worst week of the year and facing the Niners. Facing so, the Niners. <laughs> and, just, and Kenneth Walker's ankle still is junk. It, it's a whirlwind of... Uh, My, the, the, there's the a shitstorm brewing, Randy. There's a th- there's th- and that's, that's, that's what I have. So I have uh, Henry, Jacobs, Walker. Um, I thought the strength of my team going into this season was actually going to be my wide receivers. Turns out it was those three players. And as soon as the playoffs hit, all three of them be- became junk. Yeah. Hey, first-round buy was huge for The first-round buy was the only reason why I'm in this position. Last <laughs> week, I did have uh, a couple players blow up. You know, I had T. Higgins do well. I had George Kittle do well. Like, I'm not – I shouldn't be as salty as I am, but, like, I I saw 2K and then just immediately know it's not going to happen. Hey, you never know, happen though. in fantasy football. You, yeah. you never – I mean, it, it's a 14-team 14, 14 league. It, it, it's a deep starting roster. I shouldn't One have guy goes here. down. I shouldn't even been here. Really? Have I you guys have noticed? Playoffs. Have you guys hey, noticed it, my eliminated team finally dropping 120 a week? Jerry Judy figured out how to play football right when it matters. Piece yes, I did see that. I thought uh, that was funny. I had a good laugh. Dude, it's just it's well, terrible. Good but, for yeah. you. Um, this this is the yeah, part. His team's not a, not a shoe in either though. He's got Darren Waller, who his, his hit hit or miss all year. Gabe Davis hit or miss all year. Cam Akers had a monster week last week, but hit or miss all year. Uh, I mean, you got this. This final could be 150 to 145, or it could be 86 to 72 winner. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm I'm leaning towards the latter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's going to be a very low scoring one. It's gonna it's gonna hurt my it could soul. Be, yeah. How about Mango dropping 56 in a playoff matchup? What a piece of shit. That yeah, was, absolutely that embarrassing. Was, that was embarrassing. Like That's like one of the low. That's almost as low as some of the tanking teams throughout the course of the season. He he turns it up when he's actually trying in the playoffs. I laughed out loud. Yeah, it was one of the worst weeks we've seen ever. Ever. And, <laughs> oh, that's um, definitely the most 10, lopsided. That's yeah. the most lopsided game in in a in a playoff matchup I've ever seen. It's one of those like, oh, it's uh, if Chubb did better, if Kermit Hunt did no, no, uh, could <laughs> had eight guys that yeah. that performed. <laughs> All right, his highest matter. scoring player got fourteen points, yeah. and it wasn't his quarterback because his quarterback, talk about news, has now been benched for the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, let's get ready yeah. for Derek Carr. Yep. Derek Carr has been yes relieved of his duties, but, and it's weird. I mean, we all know Devontae Adams went to Vegas to play with Derek Carr. I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was shy about it. Sure, the $200 million or whatever, he got helped as well. But he went there to play with his buddy. Now Carr gets replaced by Jarrett Stidham to give the veteran some rest or whatever they're they're calling it. But it seems like he's out. And if I'm Derek Carr, I don't want to be there anymore. So that's a whole other conversation. Uh, I mean, it, it's just a very, very interesting dynamic to present this late in the season, especially for an eliminated team. Because I don't think Stidham... 
is the quarterback of, you know, Vegas's future. I don't think he's some savior that they expect him to come in and, and shock the world, but here we are. Jared Stidham. Jared fucking Stidham. Amazing. Brandon fucking Bolden. Jared fucking Stidham. Josh fucking McDaniels. Yeah, it is going to be quite interesting to see what kind of product they put on the field. And that's the other thing, too. Like, Devontae Adams is someone who someone's relying on in their finals right now, I think. I mean, it's possible that last week they were eliminated because he had two points or something like that. Right, but there <laughs> there, there are teams that... It, it was a low-scoring week last week in some matchups. Mine, in one of mine, I made the finals very low-scoring week. So there are teams that have Devontae Adams... You you can't sit him, right? Like no, it, that's the ballsiest move ever. You can't like... sit him with Stidham. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, if I was gonna ever sit a week or make the case to sit Devonta Adams, it's because Jared Stidham is the quarterback. We'll get into it more, but we watched DeAndre Hopkins, who we call quarter quarterback proof on a near weekly basis, finally show that he needs a quarterback not named Trace McSorley to get him the ball. So. These are these are guys yeah. that are, are locked in your lineup, but if your quarterback is that bad, at some point you have to consider sitting him. And if it's your championship week and you have any other option on your bench, I'm thinking about sitting Devontae Adams because of Jarrett Sidham. With Derek Carr, I'd never consider it. But, I mean, it, how do you not? If you had, I don't know, uh, you know, Alan Lazard sitting on your bench despite his poor performances right now, would you rather start him with the upside that Aaron Rodgers gives you instead of Devontae Adams with Derek Carr? I probably would. I think I would cry, though, if Devontae yes. Adams did do something. I mean, <laughs> think of it this way. McDaniels is going to be, you know, doing what he always does and having screens. And, you know, I think it was just a, a weird week. But uh, you, I don't think at this stage in the championship you can get that cute. I think in my right. in my philosophy, in my mind, at this point of the season, you have to ride with what you got, you you know, or ride with what you got, what got you here. I, I, I can't, I couldn't do that. Like, I'm sitting here with some other decisions that we'll get to later on, but none of them are, do I sit this ultra-talented guy just because the situation got a little bit worse. Like, if Derrick Henry plays tomorrow, I'm still playing Derrick Henry. Right. Regardless, like, if they say he's on a snap count, I'm still playing Derrick Henry. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it boils down to trust the talent, trust what got you there, versus exactly what you said, getting a little bit too cute. Because if Devontae Adams goes for 20 on your bench, you are going to probably run into traffic. If Devontae Adams goes for three in your starting lineup, you can accurately sit there and go, well, fucking Devontae Adams. He should have scored more points. But hey, you know, I'm playing the right guy. But if you are a psychopath and you think that you can just hit and you do it, that's great. And if you don't, oh. and you don't, you're not, you're not, you're not, I mean, you know, they don't, you don't care if you lo- you lose your championship <laughs> matchup. Yep. And fine, be the psychopath. Yeah, you, you come Talk out looking like a genius or an idiot. Exactly. Which, um, yeah, fine yes. line. Like <laughs> you said, uh, well, I just want to skip this one just because we here just talked about uh, the other is it, with DeAndre Hopkins and Trace McSorley. Thank God Colt McCoy is coming back because we don't have to, hopefully we won't have that issue again where DeAndre Hopkins gets 0.9 fantasy points or something like that on 10 reception, 10 targets. He had one reception. It was crazy. Yeah, um, so I think he's, he's instantly a bump for the offense. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I don't think McCoy is, you know, a generational elite quarterback by any means, but he's better than Trace McSorley. He's been, I mean, a, he's been a journeyman backup. That's going to be extremely serviceable. And at times looks like the offense moves a little bit better with, with uh, him than Murray. Yeah. Um, and, and that's at times. Don't, he's been, don't he's get been it twisted. It's only a couple too. plays at a time. But. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll take the shots deep. So there's a good chance that both Hopkins and Hollywood could be much more involved in the offense and yeah. maybe, maybe not so much Greg Dortch five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Um, a little fun anecdote that you had put in here. Uh, Laramie Tunsil intends to reset the offensive tackle market this offseason. That's an interesting, bold take from a guy who I feel like had a bad season. Yeah, so he also doesn't have an agent, so he's doing this on his own. Um, he is currently under contract three years, $66 million, and the highest paid offensive tackle Sorry, the deal he signed was three years, $66 million. He has one year remaining on his deal, so he's coming out a little bit early. The highest-paid offensive tackle or left tackle makes $23 million a year. So he's already not far off that number, 
So saying he wants to completely reset it is interesting, but I think the reason I put it on here uh, beyond, you know, him being a tackle playing for the Texans, yada, yada, is that Damian Pierce is probably a huge advocate of Larry Tunsil being the one in front of him on a lot of these runs. So, Oh yeah. Uh, you definitely still want him there. He's still a top 10 tackle. Yeah. And, and Just Houston as a team, if you're going to be drafting a guy like Bryce young or CJ Stroud or whoever you, whoever else might be up top. Uh, but I think it's going to be Bryce young, but if you're going to draft any quarterback, you need to pay high end top caliber, top talent, you know, offensive tackle, left tackle, blindside protector, right off the rip if you're going to have this guy have any measure of success. So um, Houston should be prioritizing this, but yeah, whatever, if he, if he wants 30 a year, you pay it. Probably. I think he, I think he's probably set actually in a really good, just last, last thing on it. Um, set in a good spot because they will have a quarterback on a rookie contract for a while. And you can, you can pair him uh, with a, a expensive guy where it doesn't matter. You even out the money. Right. Um, so actually it really sets up well for him and, and the words I, I suppose, uh, uh, make sense, but, uh, I think it's just, just kind of funny. Um, he's a 79.9, uh, PFF grade. So not elite, but he's up there. Very good. Well, especially if Brian right. Cooks is gone next year there, there's saves at least what 14 million yeah, there. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's good enough. Um, but he's still, I would still young. love him on, on any team that I was a fan of. Like he's uh, better than Trent Brown. Yeah. Uh, Carson yeah. Wentz is is officially being the uh, starter going forward uh, again, uh, and then Heineke will be backing him up. Um, I don't it feels know. Feels like the right move. It feels like it's a week overdue as well, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, I don't know uh, if it really helps the Commanders' chances as far as just because I feel like they're 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 both opposite kind of quarterbacks, and they 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 do different things where. You know, one's a little bit more conservative. One, one will, you know, make bigger plays than the other. And it's, I really don't know what Ron Rivera's going to do. I just, I think for fantasy, we all want Wentz to play because it's, it's, it's great for all of us. Yeah, and at seven and seven, I mean, they're on the outside looking in uh, to to other playoff teams. They don't play New York again, so it'd be tough for them to close the gap unless New York helps them out. They play Cleveland and Dallas, so still two tough uh, matchups in front of them. So. I mean, making the change, cool. It's probably just to put Wentz back in a rhythm. He's running the offense, whatever, who cares. But um, I, as far as their playoff outlook, I don't think it impacts it much. I don't think they win either of these games. So, uh, But Carson Wentz, better for fantasy. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, all these guys, I think, get a bump with him over Heineke. Same. Same, same. Same, same. same. This one we all can clap about. No confusion whatsoever. Mike White back in for Zach Wilson. Thank freaking Christ we don't have to deal with it anymore. And the Jets have also said that they will be moving on from him at the end of the season. He's also not dressing Sunday. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, not, done. he's not even the backup in case anything. It's a hell of a way to undercut your own, you know, draft or uh, trade value for a player that you intend on moving. But, um, Good for them. I, mean, I, don't, I think they the know to make the move. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Josh Rosen after his rookie year. Yep. Like, they knew it. Like it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, and they fast and barely got a fourth for Rosen. Yeah. I mean, getting a fourth is huge. <laughs> like that. Look, looking back, it's steal. Yeah. This is just a plus for the entire offense. Um, I mean, the running back room is kind of shaky still only for the 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 injuries that's going on there so there's Mm -hmm. not much of a change if you have them in their lineup this week um play with what what how you've been playing before um but yeah garrett wilson more confidence um uh, let's see it's tough to start elijah more in the finals yeah that's that's a sneaky dart throw if you literally have no one like we saw the success he's had with hasn't conklin been heating it up too with with uh yeah, Conklin Uzoma had a couple catches. Oh, they're lately. facing the worst d- defense against tight ends this week. That's a great streamer. <laughs> Perfect. Um, also, interesting fact: Sala picked Zach Wilson. So I'd like to see how this reflects on Sala long term, uh, as far as his drafting ability or you know whatever he's going to do with the quarterback position. Maybe they take another one this year or or not. But um, it's always interesting to me to see how the the ownership reacts to a, a missed high pick because Wilson was what the second pick off the board he was a second Lance was yeah. third yeah so uh oh what a draft Sala. class so far 
<laughs> I will say he, I will say he's made that defense a stud defense. So it's I would agree. It's it's tough to I think run on a guy two years after turning around yeah. a defense. And 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 he could have just just done Penny Sewell instead of Zach Wilson, and we're not even having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, and in with the Jets, I mean, you always know their ownership loves to interfere. So we don't know if it was the ownership that said take Zach Wilson as well. It, right. it could have nothing yeah. to do with Sala whatsoever. Yeah, you can't blame him too. Hey, but you, you can say congrats on hitting on Mike White. <laughs> like, That's true. That's who honest, you wanted the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we talked about it actually at the beginning of the year that Joe Flacco, I don't know why he was the backup. Mike White was great filling in last year. Yeah. Maybe um, Flacco looked good <laughs> in some instances too for with Corey Davis. But yeah, I mean, it just shows like everyone in that offense has had a little spark of hope. And then there's Zach Wilson. <laughs> yep. I honestly hope next year that they don't go after like a first round or second round quarterback. And they give Mike White a real shot, or the Strievler guy who had a great preseason. Just make it a camp battle and let Flacco get another deal for a couple <laughs> million bucks Flacco. to sit there. Get Flacco out of here. Dude. He's I not going to die. He's just he's going to be that that Brian Hoyer oh, kind of guy. I could also see Bill Belichick going after Zach Wilson out of some sort of spite move oh. and trying to make him a quarterback again. No, I couldn't. You though, that's, a, that's right up. I can oh, see yeah, before right puke, we move on. Yeah. yeah. Move on to, I guess, worse things. I guess we talked about it before. <laughs> Ken Walker. Sadder things. Yeah. Ken Walker did not practice injuries. today. Ankle. Um, this has been the theme, though, the last two weeks is that he hasn't practiced. Yeah, and it's then... Wednesday. It's right. Hopefully th- a maintenance day. Thursday. Oh, I don't even. Is... I'd bet he doesn't practice at all this week again. Yeah. He didn't practice last week. He was still oh, he out didn't? there. Yeah. 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 He didn't practice at all. Uh, it's just so interesting the way that they're handling this. If they had just shut him down for a week or two, He'd be fine by now, maybe. I don't know. I mean, if you're playing on an ankle and you know you're only doing two hours of work on it a week, you think maybe not putting any weight on it for a couple of weeks would make it feel better. But <laughs> what do I know? I'm not a doctor. Uh, then we had Chris Olave, who was still limited this week. He missed the game last week with a right? hamstring. Oh hamstring. no, I thought it was a hamstring. Yeah, well, concussion was Jamie. earlier in the season. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I was like, did I get confused? So these are all but... piling up now. Yeah, not hammy. Um, I don't want to say he was surprised out, but I didn't see it coming until like I think Saturday it popped up. So, um, you know, hopefully he's he's good to go. But if he's not back in full or doesn't log a full practice Friday, I'd start to panic about his availability for the weekend as well. Um, another su- surprising one was Lockett was a full participant in, in uh, Wednesday's practice, or I guess it was a walkthrough. But uh, I thought Lockett was like severely injured. Did I did I miss something he had, there? He so had missed two or three, right? Two, he had thumb surgery. Ah, should, that's what it is. Yeah. He he had the same exact injury that happened to Dak Prescott earlier in the year when he missed four weeks. So this whole thing, and and this is this is where you come to remember who talks and who doesn't talk about injuries. This is Seattle that does too much. They say too much. Remember when we talked about Kenneth Walker's uh, first injury? Oh, he jammed his ankle. I'd never heard of it before. Well, it turns out it was just some little thing within his ankle that we, we did end up finding out more information about. You know, there are tight-lipped teams, and then there are talk-too-much teams. <laughs> and I think this this is this is just Pete Carroll's senile ability to to be too positive. Because yeah, um, he only missed a lot one week so far you only miss one week yeah and it is it's a walkthrough like if he plays great but i don't even know if i'd want to start a guy with a broken thumb yeah a guy whose job is catching the ball um you've limited the yeah. use of one of his hands i don't know how i feel Plus the way gino's played the last c- 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 couple weeks too it, it's it's on top of how hopefully Lockett normally a better gets option his lock right. normally gets his points from some crazy freaking play <laughs> yeah not yards yeah. after catch <laughs> air yards it's about it oh uh, yeah i mean that's yeah i don't know the 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 prospect of starting a wide receiver who catches the ball with his hands again it's a walk through and craig like you said p carroll could just be delusional so come thursday it might be if he's limited yeah. with actual practice <laughs> then that becomes all right he's why not play yeah right uh, Kamara mispracticed today for personal reasons, undisclosed to anybody else. So probably just uh, some court case stuff. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be any number of things. But uh, that's right. That has kept that, that kept been pushed I th- back. I think it's pushed back to next summer now, <laughs> or or, or twenty three summer. Yeah, 
yeah that's, that, that's good. that I, I wouldn't i guess i wouldn't be so too surprised but if it is a personal reason where we will know early if he's not going to play uh on sunday if, if it is a real big personal issue so right that would suck like just missing not because of an injury as far as fantasy owners um the tough pill to swallow like at least be hurt <laughs> right. so make sure lat murray is picked a, a no no lat murray's on a different team now uh yeah. david johnson David Mark Johnson. Ingram. Is Mark Ingram hurt? Is he's he on IR? Mark Ingram's out for the year. David so, Johnson David and Eno Benjamin. <laughs> oh, Eno. Like, I got him. I still got him. I would. I would make sure I'd pick him up. Like I had a. I had a buddy of mine talking about the Henry in- injury situation, and I said, "Get Haskins now." ASAP. And and he and he goes, "Well, you know, blah blah blah. Well, I'll play Foreman anyway." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Doesn't get matter, Haskins now, because you, would, you don't want your opponent to get him." Right. You at least when people say that, "Oh, I have playing options." Yeah, there's one person on your bench that you can cut that your opponent's not going to pick up. Cut it's that the guy. Finals, you know, like we're not. What are we talking about? Oh, I'm doing against Dicky this week. He needs to pick up Haskins. I have a dollar. He has nothing. I'm getting him. <laughs> I don't need to use yeah. him. I'm, right. I'm going to pick him up. Right. Yeah, it's definitely. It's not about actually playing these guys. It's about playing defense. That's how you win championships. Play defense, not defensive players. But you, you get right. it. Irv Smith. Wow, that's kind of. I, yeah, that, I didn't know that. That's news. I I did uh, hear that today. I think I I didn't expect him to come back. Um, so this is this is quite interesting for a Minnesota offense that's already rolling. And it's interesting given how much uh, T.J. Hawkinson has been effectively involved in the offense as well. So, uh, I mean, sure, Irv Smith plays a little bit less of the traditional tight end role than Hawkinson does, but I think if he's back on the field, he, he warrants start consideration. Man, if they had only put a little bit more money towards this defense, this team would be championship bound. <laughs> defense, yeah, they, they can't stop the nosebleeds. Such a fluke. Yeah, yeah. You have Irv Smith added into this offense now. I mean, good Christ! Every game's forty to forty. Going yeah. on, Lamar Jackson is just still not spotted at practice. I mean, he was, you know, question not questionable last week, but everyone thought it'd be a one week Huntley show, and then that that said, it's been three weeks now. Yeah, they didn't IR him, so this is really the limit for what you'd expect to see him miss. Right. Um, they're still hunting for a playoff spot as well, so they need the wins. Um, he's a guy that if he's ready to go on Saturday, he'll play with zero practice, so I would just keep watching him intently. Uh, at this point, I don't even think you bother holding on to Huntley. I don't think he's proven that he's startable. I'd rather open up that roster spot for somebody. If you could drop Huntley and add Hassan Haskins, I'd do that tomorrow. Yeah, to play defense again. Yep. Um, what was Lamar's injury? An ankle? Knee. Knee? Yeah, his left knee, so his plant foot would you, knee. Could you trust starting him? With I would. Uh, if, I with think the if time he's, he's missed, start him. Yeah, with the time okay. he's been off, I would put him back out there, knowing they need to win, knowing that he can play pocket passer when asked to do so. Um I mean, it's really just him and Mark Andrews, though. I, I don't love the weapons he has there. Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, if this was like 2009, maybe I'd love it, but it's not. So um, I don't know. That being said, him with limited mobility does give me cause for concern. But I think between the running backs they have there, the the misdirection they run to get Mark ball and get him involved gives me enough to, to think that I would start him unless you've picked somebody else up in his absence and they've played fine. Sam Darnold, for example, I would continue to start Sam Darnold probably over him, but if it's him versus Huntley and then Huntley goes out, I'd just start Lamar and, uh, or sorry, Lamar's active. I'd start Lamar and just deal with it. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Devontae Adams, like when they're healthy, they're studs and hopefully they hit. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Mr. Talk- Pollard. Yep, Tony Pollard, questionable Thursday night football. Didn't practice all week with a thigh injury. Um, that's the latest, right? Just yeah, Q That's the latest. Game it, it, time it, decision. I I guess you can take it I, as. I think the Cowboys are still playing for um, seeding purposes, but I'm not sure. I mean, they're not winning the division against the Eagles, right? Um, like, they're the only Eagles... one game. They're only one game back on the Eagles, so. They could still win it theoretically. I think they're only one, maybe two games. I just looked it up. I should know. Um, well, I know that the Eagles have two losses, and I'm pretty sure the Cowboys have three. 
So there's there it's I guess there's and a two to eleven and four. Oh, I don't know who the Eagles lost to. I don't know that it was the Cowboys though. Um because no, actually, no, it, it was the Cowboys. It was the Cowboys. There we go. They did lose to the Cowboys. Um, but I still goes by total overall record because I know that they've probably split the year. Uh so I don't know. It, the the Pollard thing is is more or less um I don't think that the Cowboys need him and I and I think they might rest him. I think if they're smart, game. they right. Short week. Zeke's been fine. They got Gallup. T.Y. Hilton had a big play last week. They're, they're they'll survive without him. Yeah, because um, the best they could do is win out. The Eagles would have to lose out. Then we're talking about tiebreakers. That's say asking they're, a lot. <laughs> say they're one and one. Then we're dealing with comparable division records. It's like, all right, well, let's just rest the guy, win the wild card, you know, win the first round of the playoffs, and you'll be all right. So, yeah. Um, what's the trust here on this guy? I uh, I need to know. You can't. Um, I don't think you can play him. Nicole Hardman. The last time he was on the field, he had 18, I think it was 17 fantasy points, and then 26 the week before that. The whole offense has changed a lot since he's been out. He's been since week nine. This is talking about Kadarius Tony having his gadget plays, McKinnon stepping up, Pacheco's taking over the backfield, the running game going stronger. I, I mean, it's just, and then like you're seeing Smith Schuster having good games, then bad games. MVS not doing anything Kelsey even having a lot of bad games I don't know I don't think you can trust them they're fit they're placing Denver that's the that's um, the point right there <laughs> just, if it wasn't against Denver and Patrick I Sertan I that, would maybe think about it right. was well, Sertan really going to be on Hardman I think he'd be more on Juju or MVS I think he Hardman's, plays uh he plays a side of the field so it's it'll be a mix it's side yeah um now, now Craig I guess this is better question for you you have in our big dynasty league in a big win week. Um, would you start him? Do I'm you telling you right to... now, if he's active, I'm starting him over Robert Woods. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Correct. Yeah, Everything okay. I just said, forget about it. Move that's right. The fuck on. <laughs> no, I just, that, that, that's, that's, that's the thing fair. we're talking about is it, and, again, 14 team league. <laughs> this, is, this is the yep. situations you have to go with. There are those other players out there like the Robert Woods, though. Not just, you know, we're, we're let's see, uh, Alan Lazard was a name that was mentioned um, earlier in the podcast. Yeah, lump um, anybody in Green Bay into that list. Dobbs, uh, Watson, anybody. I'm like, eh, come on. Who do, who do I trust? The way that they used Hardman in the red zone was was very apparent. It was it was constant. Had he finished the season without getting hurt, he probably would have been one. Wow. One of the high highest targeted players in the red zone this season. So it wasn't even targeted. It, it was it was rushing attempts. I usually those, like, count those, those gadgety touches. Little, like, touches. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The flips. Uh, he only had four touchdowns receiving, but I think he at least at least four r- rushing, right? It was just very apparent. I can't remember the numbers. I could look at my phone and tell you in two seconds, but it's he just two, it's just two eye test as well. In addition yeah. to the four receiving, I just think that does, there's okay. a real strong shot. So, so you know, I, I understand the offensive <laughs> changes and things like that, but he did do he, he did have four straight weeks over double digits, once over twenty, and he did it with Juju and MVS on the field. Yeah, so, Hartman falls into that category Kelsey. of the, of the super high Kelsey, ceiling. Yeah. I mean, he he always will be. He's a high ceiling, low floor player just what he is but if that's what you need then sure he he was a i think a pretty high and widest for two before he got hurt yeah yes we're 17 or 18 at the time he got hurt i mean it was it was the way that it is right now he's wide receiver 72 and he hasn't played since week nine or i mean hasn't played for nine weeks like just such a weird injury because it was like kind of like a nonchalant. And, oh, he's going on. I yeah, I'm play back soon. And like, dude, abdomen. Like, abdomen. what the hell? He was questionable, but but it was limited. <laughs> Put on IR for nine weeks. All yeah. right, so start him over guys like Robert Woods, um, Christian Watson, who missed the second half of last week to did, did not practice Wednesday. Yeah, he looked bad on the sideline. They panned over to him at one point um, on the camera, and you saw a teammate of his ask him if he was okay or something. He said, like, what's going on? And he said, nope, I'm fucked. 
<laughs> like unmistakably on the camera. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's a DNP and not an IR, I'm thinking he's in better shape than I thought he was right when I saw him say that and didn't come back. So, um, yeah, it was a hip I don't injury. He, it was weird. Yeah, I don't think he plays this week. Um, I don't know if he plays again this year. If the Packers don't make playoffs, then he definitely doesn't. I think he's a playoff guy. Someone who also, in, in everyone's, not just my opinion, scouting in the scouting realm, he has bad hips. So, so he's not really going to be able to make uh, get those routes cut that uh, he he needs to in order to be the top wide receiver that he can be. He needs practice. He needs time on that, especially if he's hurting in that area. It's it, I wouldn't be playing him this week. Um, he does a lot though. Does a lot in other areas. He's but. athletic, but they got Roman Dobbs back. I mean, if you're looking for yep, Do- yeah, Dobbs would be a massive. No Sammy Watkins anymore. Like. See yeah. there, yeah, he was Dobbs, Cobbs, and Lazard. Lazard, Lazard. I mean, I think it would be great for Lazard because ever since Watson came on, Lazard's been kind of down. But Lazard, the first half of the year was doing great. Yeah, um, somebody's gonna catch the ball. So Tua is out for Week 17. I don't think he should play um, again this season. If I was the Dolphins, I mean, you saw Aaron Rodgers come out and say, hey, dude, like you can't play this season like anymore. Like you need to have your longevity. I know you're a playoff team or right there. It doesn't matter. You're you're so young. You can't just do like if he gets hit again, like week 18, I think he's done forever. Yeah, I mean, so this puts him at what? Two confirmed concussions or two three. Okay, so in any case, McDaniel says there's no um, report of a concussion during or after the game, but he self-reported symptoms starting on Monday, which is like almost more alarming to me to be like you got hit and didn't know that you were hurt until uh, three days later, four days later, whatever, some amount of days later, like Okay, so you can go and play on Sunday, this coming Sunday again, because you, you're symptom-free and you feel good, and you get hit and you tackled, but you play the whole game and you're fine. And then a few days later, it creeps up again, and now it's worse. And, like, just at some point, what at what point do you just need to sit there and let your brain heal? And I think you're right. If he goes out and takes another hit, it could be the Mark Savard situation for the Bruins or for any hockey fans listening. Like, the guy took five years to, to like be able to go out in the sunlight again. Like, is that the life you want? Cause that's what you're looking like right down the barrel of that being said, people do it. People do it every fucking day. So who knows? He's a football yeah. player. He likes playing football. If he, if he's available to play football, he's going to play football. Outside of that storyline, how confident are you in two main pieces of pit players lineups this week uh, with Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill? I worry. Teddy B. Teddy, um, I mean, you got to worry a little bit, but we've seen Teddy be able to do it here and there. I mean, not last year with Sutton and Judy, <laughs> but no. you can't it, do. I don't know. It makes me feel better that he's playing the Patriots, who, despite you know some pick sixes, some big plays by the defense, really have let up a lot of points to the wide receiver position over the last several weeks. I mean. Starting with Justin Jefferson a few weeks ago in Minnesota, it seems like every week receivers have gone for big numbers against us. T. Higgins, right? But last, this is like, it's it's been usually better running backs they're facing that they stop the DRBs. I don't think they're that much into stopping Jeff Wilson or Mostert than stopping Tyreek Hill by himself. Oh, they should be because this team, while they wanted to get faster, are still slow as hell, and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson will run all over them. It's yeah, a lose, but like but it's a lose lose. He's gonna yeah. take one I'm thing say away. It's Belichick. You're gonna have them beat you with Mostert and Wilson. If you can stop Hill, that's that's what you do. Well, let's my concern just... too, though, is that they creep up to stop Mostert and Wilson and take away some short stuff, and maybe they throw underneath for a while with Tyreek and uh, Waddle and yada, yada, and eventually one of them just springs it deep yep. downfield, and Teddy throws the ball as far as he can, and. Everybody on the Patriots is Devin McCourty is lugging his 40 pound cinder block cleats running behind Tyree kill about 15 yards back. Like uh, there's Broken only so plays much you can will do. happen this week. It will happen. It depends on who's it's going to be. And then I, and I do, I think it's a good thing to give the confidence back to Waddle and Hill. I think that's, it's smart to let everyone know that that's not going to be an issue is coming for Patriots fans. This team will find a way to mess it up. Um, <laughs> and the, well, the big thing too, is that if Bridgewater can go out and look, 
even serviceable, then you don't have to rush to a back. If he goes out and he blows this game, Tua will play week 18 with his scrambled egg brains. Who knows what they're, where they're going to be at, but he will be on the field. Yeah, I don't know if I still want to be two places this year. The, there's going to be a lawsuit. There's investigations opening up. Like, And of course, it's Miami who's been slimy the last three years with all their shit. And they're, I'll tell you what, like, it's it a lawyer's, it's a lawyer's dream because he, after the uh, second concussion he had in three days, the NFL changed a rule. It was yeah. an admitting fault right away. It was, you know, Oh, you yeah. got to imagine these ambulance chases are just knocking his door down. Like let's sue, let's sue. Yeah. But I don't think Tua will sue. I don't think the dolphins will let him, not that they can really stop him, but I think he'll be incentivized to not to. Um, it's really just going to come down. If he gets another one, he can never play again. Sure, we'll see a huge loss. He'll do it when he retires at some point. Yeah, but that, yeah. that that's years down the line. Right. A better news: some top talents. Top talents. I'll start with the QB. My sit of the week: <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> the best week of the season for the kid. I I I, I did him to start last week, and I don't think it panned out. But I set him this week. 29, 28.98 points, uh, 347 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, six attempts, 41 rushing yards. I mean, that's great. That's what he should be doing on a regular basis with this team. They're they're that good. Yeah, that's almost what you'd expect out of the guy. And this is one of the few weeks he's actually done it this season. So good to see. Um, I'll take a running back, Cam Akers. 33.7 points on 23 attempts for 118 yards. Three touchdowns, plus he added two catches for 29 additional yards. Uh, this is what people hope to see out of Cam Akers on the season. And I know he's playing Denver, so Times a lot two. of people, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people were real worried about uh, about the Denver side of this. But he showed up. He played his played his uh, heart out, and now I think the Rams maybe are sitting internally with some questions about what they do in the future because I think Cam Akers was out of LA pretty much guaranteed up until he showed that he's still alive and well. I mean, he was in the trade block. They didn't want him there. He was going to be cut. Yep. They got, oh, we'll keep him, I guess. We'll cut Daryl Henderson. We'll cut him next week. And then, I don't know. It still makes no fucking sense to me at all, this whole season with Kingmakers. But if you have him, Dickie, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Kyron Williams also had a couple of nice runs. He couldn't put a lot of points on the board, but a couple of yeah, nice runs. just small attempts. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I's, it's whatever. like to throw you a bone when I can. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh wide receiver cd lamb uh looked great this week uh nearly getting every one of his targets uh 10 receptions on 11 targets 120 yards and two touchdowns backs up the dak prescott uh winner as well um and then there's an honorable mention of devonta smith um who had two touchdowns uh core is giving us middle fingers because we we uh had a question <laughs> this is not not good for us, but uh, we'll we'll admit fault sometimes. Uh, we told we we said uh, Hopkins over uh, Devontae Smith this week, so that uh, that didn't didn't work out very well. I apologize to anyone that we said that to. Dickie uh, and Kyle didn't take that advice; they started Smith instead. Well, I'm glad they did. Dickie and the Kyle, finals. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Hopefully, Scott gave you my opinion as well because I said, "Hey, like, what I said, hey, do you guys need a guy that's gonna that could give you a big boom to win or a safe floor like uh, eleven points? You take Hop." If you want Smith, I guess they give you two or twenty-eight. You do that, and it's like, yeah, I told you, I told you so. I'm like, I, I said what the what he could do, and that's what he did. Well, Gardner Minshew also was was a big factor in that because he could have fallen flat on his face, and that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, well, he did in the second half. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, tight ends: uh, T.J. Hawkinson, twenty-nine point four points, thirteen receptions on sixteen targets, hundred nine yards, and two touchdowns. He's like quite literally going to be, and I want to get the exact just number in that, here. Just that Tight game, probably two. Went up. <laughs> no, so he passed Mark Andrews or uh, probably Evan Ingram's up there. Too. Tight end two in the season, pretty much on two games. The week four, 36 points against Seattle, and this 30-pointer against the Giants. Like that in and of itself catapults him so friggin' high. It, it's crazy how bad the tight end position is. It is. It's crazy. It's one week and put you up probably eight spots. Um, some bottom feeding pieces of shit. Dallas and start with a quarterback. I mean, there was a lot this week, but here's just a few guys that destroyed you. Yeah, Justine Sherbert over here. Uh, Justin Herbert, 6.5 points, 24 of 31 passing, 235 yards, one interception. Added five rushes for a grand total of one additional yard. It's like, 
Yeah, the guy had a great first half. He was throwing the ball to Keenan Allen, and then the team just went away from it, and they looked stagnant. He looked bad. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happened to Justin Herbert, but I know at least two people that I watched start him in playoff matchups and lose because of it. So there are some other quarterbacks that could have been up for this spot, but I'm specifically giving it to Justin Herbert because he boned people in their playoffs. Can I take this one? Yeah, speaking of people that got bone in their playoffs. <laughs> oh, me and Craig survived, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Same that's player. right. You had you had him as well. You, I remember you texting him to feel bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I feel bad for myself. But yeah, <laughs> you go take him. Yeah, no, you had, you, yeah, you said, oh, God. Uh, RB1 on the year gets five points in, in the semifinals. That's that's what you need, right? Um, I there's, think you were lucky so much that because it could have been worse than that. Yeah, it was right. bad. All it, 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 it was definitely below five uh, for most of the day. Um, I think it changes this week. You know, it's San, it, San Fran stuff. It's I mean, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, you're you you're not benching Josh Jacobs. No, no, there's no way. But I did win that matchup because my opponent had Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and he did nothing. Oh, I won my matchup because I had a, a bunch of the other winners. Like, right, I had right. Dak Prescott, so that helped I, too. I like I won 116 to 110. It was it was a very bad week for me, but I'm like, hey, a win's a win, I guess. Like, what are you happy with out of Josh Jacobs this week in a mm-hmm. matchup coming off a bad game with against San Fran? Like, he gets 10. You're, you're smiling. I'm 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 content. I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm no, not I'm not. Ha- I'm not happy about the RB one getting that. Um, I mean, it's Stidham. They're going to lean on the run like crazy. I, 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 I would hope. I would think. Didn't aren't they getting Bosa back too? Where's that? They? The other Bosa. The, no, the other Bosa. That's LA. Nick Bosa's that's been it. back. Bosa's been back. Yeah. Okay. That's so why they've Joey been so Bosa's good since LA. he's been back. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I I think that I'm happy with fourteen. At the minimum, with uh, out of what Josh Jacobs is giving me, I think I, I can live with 11. It was just a half point PPR. Like, I can live with it. It's going to suck. Yeah. But a 5.5 would, I mean, you're not winning. The thing is, is when you're talking about your teams making the championships, the reason if you have Josh Jacobs on in your championship team, it's because you were on his back most of the year. Yep. So, in order for you to do well and to win, I think you need a Josh Jacobs performance. Um, or at least at the bare minimum, a touchdown and 70 yards. Yeah. That's so, um, all right, I'll move on to the wide receivers. Stephon Diggs for a third week in a row going below 10, 3.6 points, two receptions on two targets. Not like he's been targeted at all for 26 yards. When you have Knox and Gabe Davis being targeted more than you, that's, that's not good. Um, Dedra Hopkins, 0.9 points and a half point PPR, 10 targets, one reception, four yards. And the one reception was a screen. That... Yeah, and that was McSorley. McSorley, I, I can't pronounce his name, but hopefully it's better with uh, Colt McCoy there this week. Yeah, we but... had talked about that uh, when you had stepped away for a second. Like, thank yeah, God Colt McCoy's back because. <laughs> yeah, you just pull the Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I Paul Pierce said I got to shove it, baffle Harry me. Um, yeah, we McCoy is a, a huge, huge step up from from McSorley, and uh, we talked about how his veteran presence and and things like uh, you know get, getting the the team going where sometimes Murray couldn't. Uh, is even a, a benefit right now, and they did play that stat um, during the, the the Arizona game that said Hopkins has started his career and had a catch in every single game that he's played up until that late that week. So I'm pretty sure that that one catch was like we're going to throw you the ball until we get you a catch because we're not ruining mm-hmm. your streak because Trace McSorley is under center this week. So I mean, I think you saw so many up. balls that he was open as shit, and like at least McCoy would have gotten at least six of those. <laughs> at least, I mean, at least catchable. I mean, I mean, he has one of the biggest catch radiuses in the league, and uh, McSorley. I mean, in. and then and then you look at Marcus Brown in a gr- great game. You know, he got catches. Then you get Greg Dorch, who again has a fantastic game with a third string quarterback. Yep, but, I see it all the time. Yep, third string um, quarterback, third string receiver. Yep, tight end. Dow's gonna take that to 
and out yeah, position. David Njoku, uh, another bum game with Deshaun Watson, 2.4 points, five targets, two receptions, 14 yards. Uh, it just kind of sucks. I mean, I kind of expected a lot more out of Njoku. He was having a good season with Brissett, and since uh, Watson's showed up, he's really had uh, no good games, maybe one good game, the 15-pointer. I don't know. That might have been Brissett still. Either way. It was one good game with the touchdown late. Yeah, and it was a touchdown, exactly. So he just hasn't been the reliable option. I think I said it right when uh, Watson was coming back to the team, and I said, when was the last time we really saw Deshaun Watson use a tight end? Uh, I mean, he's had a journeyman there throughout his entire uh, career in Houston, so now He's supposedly supposed to use Njoku. Njoku is probably the best he's ever had, but I think this is indicative of what we might see down the line. And then those reports come out today about uh, De Podesta, who's calling the shots as an analytics guy from behind the scenes, saying that he wants to throw more uh, long extended play actions downfield and get away from the run game. And that Stefanski is pretty much just falling in line instead of calling the actual game he wants to call. So and saying you have Nick Chubb there, <laughs> a lot of a lot of confusing yeah. things that we're seeing. Uh, you know, De Podesta is a uh, a failed baseball executive, so not sure why he's calling the shots. Yeah, let's from just a... switch sports. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I would just say, you know, for the rest of the season, I'm not really on the Njoku bandwagon. I'd like to see him with a full camp with Deshaun Watson, I guess, see what they can do next year before I write him off entirely. But he's a tough start in the finals. And just to add someone else there, Mark Andrews had six points, better than what he's had previous weeks, but still Mark Andrews without Lamar. Even when Lamar was there, he hasn't had over, what, nine points since week six. Yeah, far from what it's we tough. expect to see. Out and of he's Andrews. still tied in three. It just shows you how bad Titans are. He's had multiple weeks without scoring over nine points. He's still 10 and six. Yeah, it hasn't been double digits since week six. Oh, that's gross. Crazy. All right. Um, So a few listening questions are just s- some players that you might have, you know, on your flex or your bench. Like, who should I start? And like, I think a lot of this, a lot of teams are going through this with injuries. Like, yeah, Derek Henry, you're probably going to look at these guys. So option one, um, do you want to start with this? Is this is this actual su- someone's question, Dows? Yeah, this is my buddy Josh. Um, he listens to the podcast, so he'll probably hear this. Uh, he asked me and another guy, pick two of these. Godwin, Pacheco, Dylan, Judy, Waddle, Gabe Davis. And I was like, that is a tough... That's a tough question. Uh, I mean, I get reservations on a lot of these guys. So if I had to pick two of them, I really don't know which way I'm leaning. So I was like, let me pose it to the to the boys, see what we've got, and we'll talk about it live on air. Yeah, so, I mean, if I start, I'm just going to put Waddle as a start, and just to put him in there, I think you start him regardless out of all those guys. That's just me, but I think Waddle's an easy start. Then you pick, you know, one of the other guys. Yeah, and, and unless you, you guys, guys are scared are... with with Waddle with Percep, we kind of said, like, you just got to kind of ride it. Like, he's what is your six in the year? Like you don't you don't pinch the wedge for six in the year. Yeah, that's kind of where we landed. It's like, yeah, we have some concerns about Bridgewater, but it's still Waddle. It's still the Pats defense. They've still been letting up points. I think there's still a, a reasonable argument to be made that Waddle is a must start. Then the rest of them, um, you know, Dylan's look good lately. I'll, I'll give him that. Pacheco has also looked good. I'm personally off of Chris Godwin uh, and the Buccaneers. I mean, they're just too unreliable to me uh, and just inconsistent, right? So you see them disappear for large chunks of game. And then what you're supposed to put together, the two-minute drill or the four-minute offense in the fourth quarter, and then just hope that Godwin's the beneficiary of a long touchdown. I don't know that I'm trusting that in a playoff matchup. I know they're playing Carolina, not a great defense. They just lost J.C. Horn. Um, he's definitely not going to be out there this week. So maybe you get a little bit of a bump for Godwin, but I, I just, I don't have the faith there. And then Gabe Davis, I'm, I'm definitely not starting. Yeah. Not um, I think the one for me that I'd really probably end up picking out of that bunch is Judy. Um, he plays KC. They're probably going to be down. Denver's going to be chasing KC from behind. Judy's been consistent three weeks running now. Um, poor secondary too. Well, yeah. poor because they have to throw. Yeah. Three weeks is a, 29, 11, 15. Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to lean the Waddle-Judy route. And I think both of those guys are the guys that can pop biggest as well. Um, 
you know, you, you may be their floor is eight points, but maybe their ceilings 25. So I think that's the way I lean. Godwin is probably a tighter range, maybe ceiling 16 floor, you know, eight to nine as well. Um, Pacheco Dillon, I'm harder to project and Gabe Davis is a zero to a hundred. All right. Um, so I eliminated Gabe Davis right away from this question. And I also did Pacheco. Um, but uh, you actually sold me a little bit more on Judy, but I still don't think he's quite at the level as what Jalen Waddle, AJ Dillon, and Chris Godwin have produced the last five weeks. Um, Godwin's been actually averaging quite a lot of receptions, which I was actually surprised at uh, when I did look at the numbers. And it just seems as though that that's something that the the Bucks have been continuing to strive with. Uh, with their offenses is getting Godwin going. Uh, AJ Dillon the last four weeks has had a touchdown and two touchdowns two weeks ago and is really starting to get hot again. And they're playing Minnesota, who we've talked about, is always the team that's just going to get trounced on defense and they're going to put up a lot of points on offense. Um, Especially with the Christian Watson injury, I think there's a a situation where AJ Dillon is, uh, and Aaron Jones, but... even Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of an injury there. There, there may be a focus on the run game here. Um, maybe try and get the ball out of the hands of Minnesota. So I'm actually leaning on AJ Dillon. Um, Jalen Waddle without Bridgewater would have been a no brainer, but I feel like that's also starting to become a little bit questionable. Um, I've seen what we've talked about with Bell Belichick wanting to shut down one specific part of the offense and, I, I, I find it kind of a toss up with Waddle where even if Belichick wanted to shut down this short passing game, um, you know, there's, there's still going to be holes. We talked about Waddle possibly, you know, being someone that could break one out. Like he's, he's, he's such a stud. Like, I don't, I don't think you can sit Waddle, but I, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. You know, if, if you went Godwin, I think my answer is Dylan and Waddle. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't think you could go wrong with Godwin or Judy as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably a good problem to have. Uh, you got all these guys on your team. You're, you're probably in a decent position. Right. Um, but I, like, I, if the you next question is guessing yourself. Yeah, the next one's are, so, so, in, so uh, I think well, we all said Waddle. Yep. I think I'm lean more on the Godwin train. But I think end of the day, Pacheco and Gabe Davis are the ones you just take out of there. Yep. Take those two out of there and then put Waddle in and then just go between... Judy, Dylan, and Godwin, and just you know, go back and forth and see, and the who you think is the best bet, and you know, matchups. But I think it's a great problem to have. Like, I don't think each any one of those guys is a bad start. Yeah, exactly. and uh, Craig makes a good point about the Dylan first Minnesota matchup. I think that's yep. something to highlight as well. Minnesota, he, just he's been fucking bad getting touchdowns. He's the good. Now the goal line back the it's the, the, looking, the week after I dropped him. <laughs> it's it's an insane how the season has gone for AJ Dillon. The guy literally went from a league loser to a league winner. He yeah. he was dropped in so many fucking leagues. I mean, rightfully so. But um, <laughs> next question. Um, a few p- people had the same kind of question. I had a fourth guy in this as well, but um, Tyler Algier. Deontay Foreman, Haskins from Tennessee, and Rashad White. I'm not going to say pick one. I would say rank them because some people might need two, some people might need three, and some people might need one. So I would say rank them. Who would you start out of those four, you know, one through four? Well, oh, man, um, it's tough. It, it, it's, ahead, I mean, it's, you it's very it. tough. I think White is probably my favorite. In this situation, because like even with uh, Leonard Fournette having a decent game last week, so didn't Richard White. Um, 13.3. And, and he's been used quite often. Um, they're playing a, a lesser opponent in Carolina. Um, Haskins against Dallas is a tough matchup. Foreman hasn't been really all that fantastic. Um, last week, 22 points. Outside of that, right? You know that's my, that's my another thing. set of mine. <laughs> like outside of that, he really wasn't that fantastic. Um, Algiers playing Arizona, which is a decent matchup, and he has been doing pretty well the last two weeks. You know, uh, getting a touchdown, one big pop off game against New Orleans, which was um, pretty important. But you know, Cornell Patterson's still in the mix there, while he's not 
doing great. He's still in the mix. So it's it's just it's tough. And and Haskins is is really probably the one in the last. So White, Algier, Foreman, Haskins. So I'll take mine real quick because mine's the same as Craig's. <laughs> so I won't speak too much. That's exactly how I would rank them. White, Algier, Foreman, Haskins. So I'm ever so slightly different in that I would go Algier, White, Foreman, Haskins. Um, I just want to play the matchup. Algier plays Arizona, who we just saw Rashad White have a good game against. So the argument's right there. Algier can have the same game that Rashad White yeah. had. Rashad White has a tougher matchup against Carolina, who just kind of stuffed uh, Deontay Form. I'm uh, sorry, DeAndre Swift and um, Jamal. Jamal Williams at a much higher level. They're not a great defense, but they've been playing better as of late. They're good against the run. They still have Brian Burns, Etor Grossmatos, uh, Matt Ioannidis, the great linebacking core. Um, I, I'm just more concerned about. It. I think Rashad White has every ability to pop, but Divisional matchup, I'd just rather play the Falcons versus the Cardinals, Algier versus Arizona. And then Foreman, I know he had a huge game last week, but he plays Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a much better defense than Detroit. Right. He's going to argue that. And then Haskins plays Dallas. Dallas, great defense against the run. Subbing in for, uh, you know, Derrick Henry. He's going to play a little bit different game. The, the Dallas is going to be ready for him. They're going to force Malik Willis to beat them. They're not going to let Haskins run the ball down their throat to a victory. So I think... You can make the case either way, White, Algier, however you want to do it. But me personally, I'm going Algier, White, Foreman, Haskins. I think we're all in agreement that it's Foreman, Haskins at, at the bottom on this one based on matchup and maybe just talent as well. I think, honestly, I, I got to change it to a little bit more thinking of it. I think I have to put Algier over White. Whoa, I won Craig over. You did, you did win him over. And I mean, that's why you go last in every debate. <laughs> yeah. They're so close, but I if do Scott think, talks again, you'll flip again. <laughs> I do think that Algier I mean, has he, a better he has chance been. for higher numbers. I think they both have decent floors. I guess um, if you're looking at at, at at that point, snap percentage touches volume, it's right. Algier over White. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I mean, we're both close. I mean, we're you know. Oh, it's, it's, it's it is close. We're close. It is close. I think I don't think you can go well. You could go you, wrong with you both, can, but you could lose a lot but, of money going but with you, the wrong person. You could, um, I think that they're even enough. John um, Foreman is going to shove another 165 yards down my dude. throat anyway. Well, so, so that's that's, that's the thing it's is like every time I can't, I can't, I can't play him right. He's the Zay Jones of the running back. I can't do it. I don't know another week to do it. It's impossible. Well, then you go, oh, well, Chuba Hubbard had 120 something yards. Yeah. Like, well, then did Foreman suck? Nope, he had 160 of his own. <laughs> oh, sorry, Carolina just had a record running day. Yeah. Great. Um, so my next question kind of goes in with what we had talked about. Um, but this is, this is for, you know, I, I'm starting Haskins in a dynasty league because I have to Hassan Haskins in in, in replace for Derrick Henry. I, I'm, I'm just fully thinking Derrick Henry's not going to play, um, which he is doubtful. So he's not playing. If you're in a situation now, you've got no fab, say it's daily waivers, you know, say, say you can't actually pick anyone up. Um, whatever, however, have you? You're in the situation where do I play Haskins tomorrow? Which is, by God, one of the worst situations you can possibly think of is that this this situation happens on a Thursday, or do you? Algiers not out there. Foreman's not out there. Richard White's not out there. So that question's gone. You know, are we talking about Robert Woods or Michael Hardman or, um, you know? <laughs> Darren Waller was out there for a little bit before his before he came back and he he really wasn't that good. Like, what sleep can you rely on Haskins or should I go find another sleeper? Can we trust Haskins? Yeah, I mean, I I'll start first. If that's okay, Dows. Oh, is it is okay because I'm gonna do it regardless. But um, I mean, my thing with Haskins is like you're talking about. All right, oh, again, 14 team league, you have to. It's a dynasty. Like that's you've almost no other choice. But in a regular redraft league, I'm going, I'm in the finals and crap. Derek Henry's gone. Who's out there? You have a bench. You have guys like James Cook on your bench, Michael Carter, maybe Peoples Jones. And and those are guys or Isaiah Hodgins, who's, you know, done well in the last couple weeks. I would start those kind of guys over Haskins because you you don't know what, how Tennessee is going to use the backfield. Like you don't. That's that's I mean, 
overall answer, no. If I can help it, I would not start Haskins. So I do lean the other way. Um, just because the backfield right now is Hassan Haskins and Julius Chestnut is there, the only other running back there. So if they're going to run the ball at all, which is still the strength of the Titans, regardless of who actually does the running of the ball, then they have to do with Haskins. And if they can punch holes, it might not matter who's running through them. I mean, we saw Dontrell Hilliard in the past fill in for Derrick Henry and have big games. I don't think Hassan Haskins has the veteran chops that Dontrell Hilliard has, even as a younger player in the league. I I don't think he's quite there yet. He doesn't have that experience. But I think he can play all right. He could punch a ball in on the goal line if they can get it there. All that being said, I would take a flyer on a lot of other players before I went for Hassan Haskins. Guys that might be out there that just have the ability to be closer to the end zone. Um, You guys are going to laugh when I say this because it was one good week. I'd go pick up Kendrick Bourne and play him against Miami. I would go pick up a guy like Tutu Mm -hmm. Atwell. I would go pick up a guy like Van Jefferson if he was sitting out there. I would pick up so, a lot of guys that just have the ability so, to pop yeah, big. You're definitely not starting free. Haskins then. And, and but yeah. if you I already like, have, like if you already names. have them, I wouldn't drop them. I wouldn't drop us on Haskins and go get any. Oh of these no, guys. no 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 no! Sure, I sure. drop a lower guy off your, you know, a backup quarterback. But I like the names of you know what you guys have talked about, and I say uh, Isaiah Hodgins was one. I feel like that's a good one. Um, Kendrick Bourne, definitely. Kendrick Bourne, that's another good one. I, I really do he, he feel that great. way. He's on my team, um, so you can't Rome, pick him up. Romeo Dobbs <laughs> is, is, is actually available. You go pick up Dobbs. That's what you do. You go pick Dobbs <laughs> like, up right now. But I mean, like, like, like Zach Moss, well, so you're starting Zach Moss over him, like, yep. hands down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like, I mean, in a deep league, it's, it's a different story. In a regular, you know, league that people listen to us, 12 team, 12, yep. you know, five bench spots regular format probably all not that starting. said all that said i really hope the guy goes for like 35 points hey for hey for for top shelf sake we yeah. need top shelf to win this league <laughs> yeah we're all in this together craig by the way so we all get a share of the that 2k that you're gonna give your two that, family that is true That's <laughs> i true. think what what does second place get like 300 i, I wouldn't know i've never made the playoffs craig i oh, no, know um i could tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott goes. Let me just check that's, my no, uh, that's yearly before it, deposits. It, it opted. Like, okay, now, now second place is going to get a fuck little more. Dude, three two years in a row. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so now they're going to get paid more. Now they respect them more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to look at that. Probably like four hundred at least. That's still okay. a nice little. That's yeah. still a nice little. Pay. That's like a that's a normal redraft payout for a fifty dollar. <laughs> still, st- still not. Still will not. Um, fill that void for a Christmas gifts for your kids, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 not who no. Either will two K, but it'll, it'll be close. <laughs> All uh, right, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know where we landed on Haskins. Really, it's like I'd start him if it, I had it to. Sounds I like, it sounds like it sounds like there's other you, options. You sit him. There, there's options out there. You yeah. have a bench in fantasy for a reason. He wasn't on your bench to start with. You have guys that you're, yeah, you know. That were there if for Dobbs your, is the, out the there against year. Minnesota, you have yeah, to pick Dobbs him up. Is I, fantastic I, yes, for sure. All right. Um, we, we might get a new podcast tomorrow, Friday. I know New, new Year's coming up, short week for works, but um, Dow's Craig, who do you, do you guys want to take it out? I started it so, yeah. Um, yeah. as always, great, you know, go follow great us on transition the social, on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Uh, go take a look. We'll have our start sits out tomorrow. And I think that's really it. As always, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Stay loose.